0: Hello and welcome to Pastors at Home, a chat with your pastors about living for Jesus when we can't meet up in real life. One take, unfiltered, low-fi. Today I am joined by the lovely, funny, witty, gorgeous Erin May Weeks. Please say Jeff Hunt. Please say Jeff Hunt <laughs> is what I was thinking <laughs> <laughs> when you.
1: When she said gorgeous, I thought yes, it's gonna be me. <laughs>
0: I don't have one for you. And, <laughs> and this guy. And <laughs> the funniest <laughs> and the funniest man I know, Jeff Hunt.
1: Hello.
2: Oh, am by I the way, off? my mum started listening to this podcast. Oh wow. Shout out to my mum. Oh, hi and mom. Mom. she was like, They call you Erin May Wicks. It sounds like you're in trouble. <laughs> 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 and I was like, No, no, it's good to get your full name out there. She was quite proud. She gave me this name and so she's uh yeah. she's happy that it's out in the world now. So she should. Mm. Yeah. Um now today.
0: We have run out of topics. That's a, Is that a true? No. However, <laughs> we are very grateful that we've received some requests. That and is. And please, true. if you have a topic or question you would like us to discuss, please send it in to one of us.
2: Basically, yeah. it just means just
0: text me. Just text S. <laughs> you know, we'll exist. We'll put a link in the show <laughs> that notes. Um, exist. Okay, we r- do we give a shout out by name? Is this person.
2: Oh, yeah. This Anna, is from Anna Rhodes. Anna Rhodes, Who recently Morrie. had a birthday. Pretty Happy Anna. birthday, Anna.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's still Anna Mori in my phone. So yeah, mine too. Yeah, probably need to be a bit longer before I do the, the full switch. Um, we still love you too, Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay, we love you. Um, can you do a podcast episode about reading Christian books mm. or just books in general? Would love to hear your, the three of you, Thoughts. She doesn't want to just hear Ezra's thoughts. That's clear. (laughs) Thoughts on how to read critically and not passively. I appreciate that she doesn't want
2: to hear just my (laughs) thoughts because
0: they might be few. The English language is a tricky one with um, those pronouns. Mm. It's a language that doesn't have a plural pronoun, which can be a bit tricky. Very tricky, actually. Um, Not a problem in German, just saying. I think. Can't remember. Sprechen sie Deutsch. Ja.
1: Use. That's what we need to...
0: Use. Get into this the yard. Yeah, Anna, next time just say use. Can Love to use hear you thoughts. <laughs> she would really sound I quite natural. I think parsed that correctly. Well, I
1: think it's a good question. I think it's an excellent question. It does call to mind a plus, Anna. The, uh, when Paul goes through <coughs> Greece, is it?
2: Not sure. He I went a lot of places. places.
0: Keep anyway, going. We're br- not at that <laughs> level of marriage yet.
1: <laughs> the Bereans are of more noble oh they yeah they uh. test the scriptures they, yep. they test what paul says yeah yep. against, yep. against the scriptures the and that seems to be commended it's mm-hmm. like yeah definitely like someone turns up or writes a book talks yep. about a bunch of stuff it's like it's the bible endorses the critical consideration of that against god's word so yeah full marks
0: yep tick so, question? how do we do it? How do
1: I we do it? When I love how he calls them a more noble character as well. Like oh, really? <laughs> than those <Thessalonians laughs> <and> dodgy <laughs> brothers down the road or whatever.
2: Who he loves dearly. Yeah. There's know, a lot yeah. of love for you, but you're just not very <laughs> yeah. smart. Is that what he's saying? <laughs> I don't <No>. know.
1: <laughs> it does seem no, like it. No, it's a not a,
0: a comparison. He's just holding up an example
1: for it's them to comparison. follow. It's a comparison. He says more noble character. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was just trying to make me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> just moving into mum mode.
2: We don't all have to be the best. Everyone's a unique snowflake. But Snowflake should uh, pursue um, being critical thinkers. I think I think it is good. Mm. I wanna. I don't know. I can't like give you a verse
1: better than that. It's the Berean Jews who uh, are of more noble character than those in Thessalonica. Okay. So the Thessalonican Jewish contingent who ran him out of town, I think. Oh. The other ones. He's comparing them to.
0: <laughs> so when you hear a new idea, don't run that person out of town. <laughs> Step Critique one? it against yeah. what you already know. Yep. Well. That's a low bar, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) There you go, Anna. There's your answer. (laughs) Do not run that person out of town with a pitchfork.
2: Without testing what they uh, have said. Yeah. Because that is something that says a couple of times in the Mm. Bible in Mm. different places. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, test, look up, Mm. uh, examine uh, what people have said and take it back to God's word. That is the meter which you test everything by. Mm.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's a really good point. Mm
2: -hmm. So when you're reading a Christian book... Yeah. What does it look like? Do you sit down and go, okay, I'm going to read this with a critiquing mindset? Do you just go, I'm just going to read this and your critiquing mindset is kind of like just a part of your the way that you live Mm. life or do you have like some sort of questions that you ask yourself as things kind of come up? Mm, Jeffrey?
1: Yes. Well, the first thing I'll look for is whether or not they're using the Bible. You know, Mm -hmm. if it's purporting to be a christian book and i'm like chapters deep and the bible has never been mentioned then i'm like hmm question mark question like i'll start to be like are we going to see the bible in like referenced or alluded to at at any point or are you just kind of like giving me your opinion which Mm -hmm. i might enjoy listening to but i'm not gonna yeah take receive in the same way yeah um so then so are they using the bible to start with and then secondly if they, there might be a book that's using the Bible heaps. Are mm. they using it well? Yeah. You know, if they're kind of saying, ah, oh, that's, you know, referring to this passage. In how, how do
2: you know if they're using it well?
1: Well, that's. What do you mean by that? Well, uh, yeah, so uh, there's two things there. Are they using the Bible to say something which I don't think that part of the Bible says? So there, I'm kind of calling back to sermons that I've heard from people. Whose teaching I trust and have kind of stepped me through that passage and said, This is what this passage is saying, that this is talking about, you know, God's sovereignty or whatever. And then. And shown <laughs> it to you from the passage. Yeah, and I'm like, and Okay, how I can they understand see how it. that verse, you know, mm. um, what's the bit at the end of Philippians where Paul's like, I can do all things.
2: Through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if, if I've had that unpacked for me, in a sermon. And Mm. I know that that refers to his capacity to continue his gospel ministry, Mm. whether or not he's got lots of stuff or not much Mm. support. Then if someone takes that in a book and uses that to say that they can climb Everest or whatever, then I'll be like, wait, that's not what, you know, Yeah, it's a misapplication of that idea. I remember when someone taught me that passage and it's not what this is saying. And so then I'll, and even then I'll be like, oh, maybe I need to think differently about it. Maybe this has got something to tell me, but I'll, my alarms will be mm. set off.
0: So first step is, does like the way they're using the Bible fit with, like, is it a good kind of understanding of the verses that they're using? Like, mm. Are they using them to support the right sorts of ideas? Mm. Or are they kind of just taking them completely out of context mm. and to support yep. something that they want to say, which isn't actually from the Bible? And I if I had an example, you
1: you t- touched on something there that process matters. Yeah. So are they talking about the surrounding context of these verses and taking seriously, kind of the the kind of direction that it's heading in, not just kind of lifting the words out of context and kind of throwing them somewhere. So the way in which they use the Bible, as well as yep. what they're saying about that passage, both of those things matter. Process matters and results yes. matter.
0: Yes. Yeah. But I think the other thing about – yeah, so, like, there's the meaning of each verse that they might be using. But then there's also how do the ideas that they're expressing fit in the kind of overarching narrative of the Bible, which is, like, biblically, theologically. Mm. So, are the ideas that they're talking about – does it actually fit with God's word and the way it depicts, like, God's salvation and his rule over his world – um like culminating in Jesus or does it kind of not really fit into that context? Does that make sense? I don't yeah. really know no, how to expand that on
1: sense. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: no, that's a, that's another thing. I feel like I should add an example. The
1: yeah, no, but like a classic one is mm. is how books use the Old Testament. Yeah. Because yep. like it's total classic move yep. to find a verse in the Old Testament that says something and you think, oh, it is really saying that I, I should expect um, you know, prosperity now yes. because the lord is with me and yeah. he is but the prosperity that the old testament is kind of focused on is the temporal national prosperity of the nation of israel yeah and jesus as fulfillment a fulfillment of god's promises yeah, yeah yeah but jesus the way jesus kind of fulfills that and brings that into our lives that prosperity looks is is not temporal yeah and national in the same way. Yeah. as the Yeah, we've Testament. got every spiritual blessing. Yeah, yeah. So that's for eternity, like, that's like so a classic move. <laughs> think it in balances Jesus. out.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, e.g., that just reminds me of when I think I, at uni, or maybe like old old uni church back in the old days. Um, talking to a friend whose mum had sent her a text quoting a verse from the Psalms, I can't remember which one it was, which says, like, God will give you the desires of your heart or something like that. And her mum said, see, you want to get married. God will give you a husband.
2: (laughs) She's like, (gasps) mum, I don't think that's what it's talking. If that's not what it means, Leanna, then what does it mean? It's also crushing. (laughs) I know. She's
0: like, thanks, mum, but I don't know if that's what he's talking about. Sorry, was that a bad example? No, no, that was a great example. Yeah. Her yep. mum was being loving, but I don't think it helped her in that moment.
1: Because mm. Mm. the Lord might choose to bless her Differently without
0: a giving husband, her a yeah. husband.
1: Yeah. And then that's pretty brutal to yeah. put on someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've taken this to a dark place. Yeah, anyway.
2: <laughs> 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 Maybe that could be its own other podcast, actually, yeah. answering <laughs> that particular question. Because yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good one to come oh, back to. topic, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but then topic. the
0: other thing is, how does it fit in with, like, the other theology, systematic theology? Yes. Like, Which is kind of the broad, th- um, like, framework of, like, Christian ideas and themes that kind of flow throughout the Bible, like salvation and sin and... Redemption. Redemption, church and all those sorts of things like is the idea that they're talking about and what they're saying about it does it fit with what the rest of the bible says about that theme or is it kind of going a little off topic or yeah yeah and this is where i'm hoping jeff's going to expand on these no no this is that's (laughs) exactly right i'm looking at him like my
1: (coughs) i'm just trying to think this is where the like the smell test comes in Mm. like and that's probably not so, put your nose quite
2: close to your Bible.
1: Articulate <laughs> it. But, you know, just like, I guess when you're reading something, if it's going to teach you something new, right, it has to challenge your existing
2: framework framework yeah. and, and assumptions.
1: Yeah. And so, we don't want to be the kind of people who, w- you know, everything I know now, that's all I can know. And yeah. if I read a book that says something different, I, it must be wrong. Yes. that that We can't take that approach to no. books. Books has to have to be able to teach us things. Yeah. Otherwise, um, what's the
0: point of reading them? Yeah, There's yeah. heaps of good stuff on TV. <laughs> 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 just read your Bible and enjoy TV if you're not going to learn anything.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> just saying. But it, you do want to kind of like, y- yeah, you don't want it to be pushing you in wrong directions and yeah. adding things that to your understanding that are incorrect. Mm. And so, what you need to kno- know is like, what are the essential parts of your framework? Like, mm. what is th- the gospel? What is the truth oh, yeah. about the who God is? Framework. That is the core of the framework. The the gospel of Jesus. Yeah. What he, who he is, and what he's come to do. Mm-hmm. That he's person and work, Jeff. Personal yeah. Person and work. work all that Sorry, kind of Marty. Person and work of
2: trust. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Marty Ford, former yeah. lecturer on <laughs> <That's training>. be <idea. laughs> <laughs> Marty would be horrified.
1: <laughs> I no. I honestly, right now, I could whiteboard Marty's systematic framework. Yeah. It's if so only podcasts could see whiteboards, then we would do he that.
0: He did a good job of drumming that in. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Great. Yeah.
1: Super helpful. Um, but is it, if if there's new information, does yeah. it add to and kind of mesh with the framework that you already have mm. that is kind of ba- centered on the, fa- the foundations mm. of who God is, his son Jesus, what he's come to do, the reality of sin and the saving work of Jesus. Like that's the kind of, Mm. kind of central stuff and if it's teaching you something new about church does that kind of integrate really neatly with that or does it seem to kind of undermine parts of what you know to be true yeah uh in these other parts of that that framework
2: mm. so i think what you call this the smell test i think mm. i call the gut test yeah, mm, yeah, yeah <laughs> which is yeah. probably very similar yeah of because sometimes something t- starts to make you feel uncomfortable you're like is that what it's really saying, or that's something new to me? Yeah, I have not. I've not heard of that before. I've never thought about it in that way. And I think at that point, you want to be. That I think that is the moment where being discerning comes into play. Mm-hmm. So, the first, a couple of the questions I ask myself, I go, okay, is this? Um, I want to work out. Am I feeling uncomfortable because this is? Um, is something unfamiliar to me so is it cultural or is it biblical yeah. they're the questions i ask yeah. so i'm feeling uncomfortable with the way that you're talking about that mm. but am i feeling comfor- uncomfortable cuz that is new to me and i just have never thought about it like that or yeah. i've never i haven't grown up in an in a culture either church culture or country culture yeah. where we talk about jesus in that way yeah. but when i dig in and understand what you mean by that actually that is thoroughly biblical mm. and so I'm on board. It yeah. feels a bit strange, but yeah, I'm it's with just that. just a diplen- different application. Yeah, yeah. Mm. exactly. Um, or do I feel uncomfortable because no, that's not biblical. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think that w- that's a question that we constantly have to be asking ourselves. Because mm. you're right. We do And about to re-
0: our own assumptions.
2: 100%. Because mm. we yeah.
0: adopt things that are cultural or we yes. pick them up
2: from people we respect. But then you think, hang on a sec. Maybe
0: I've assumed that that's right and it's not.
2: Yeah. And we're kind of frogs in the pot Mm. a little bit. Mm. Like your culture just grows around you. You don't really notice it happening, but it becomes familiar, becomes what you know and what you think is right. And we want to remain teachable. Mm. So we do want to remain teachable, but we want to be wise. And so Mm. working out, okay, why am I feeling uncomfortable? Because we don't want to be swayed by every new teaching. And yep. kind of just yep. go, wow, that sounds great. But we do yep. want to take it back to God's word and test it. Yeah. Biblical theology, systematic theology, all those things. Yep. Um, but I don't I think one of the things that we can do wrong is that if we feel uncomfortable, we just reject it. Yes. Automatically. And I yep. think don't fear the uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. You start to feel a twinge in your gut or smell something odd <laughs> mm. <laughs> if you're Jeff. Yeah. And uh don't fear it. Just be like, okay, is this yep. cultural or I is think this that's biblical? Good.
0: A point of friction, that's a good point to
2: dig in and
0: like actually learn like what do I need to find out about this from the Bible? Do I need to ask some questions of people to help me like think about not just this particular thing but this topic to kind of help me understand it more deeply and make a decision on this. And then I think it helps us
2: refine what we… What we have maybe have assumed, yes. or what we thought we knew, because yep. either you'll come back and you'll challenge what you thought you knew, and you'll be like, "Wow, actually, I really, really do believe this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I do think this is important." Or you'll go, "Ah, oh, you know what? Actually, it's not as important as I thought it was." Mm. And yes, that's another mm. another great way to worship God. Yeah. Um, it is hard to talk without an example, but I would I should um, have thought of that.
1: <laughs> I'd just like to um listen to it next time Leanne, example what you were saying that where you find that friction, that is the time to kind of bring it to some other people. Like yeah, really right. Kind yeah. Of yeah, like take hey, it to I your I one to one thing, What do you reckon about this? Like, yeah. is that right? Um, yeah. Should we be thinking about church in this way or, um, yeah.
2: That makes it sound like, Jeff that you would then be able to have a discussion where people might be able to work through different points of view with each other like yeah, i not? feel like that as christians that's something that we should all i think our world is a little bit intolerant to yes opposing ideas and we're not very good at having discussions yeah. where people can respect each other but maybe come at things from different angles yeah um, i think as christians we should have the confidence to always
0: be open to questions because yeah. i think we have the ultimate confidence of the truth of the word of god so and and the humility to
2: know that we haven't solved it all ourselves yeah it's not actually my (laughs) idea i'm just receiving it from the word of god but we have the holy spirit who we can who will help us understand god and god's you know i don't think i'm being out of place pulling up james where god says if we're going through some sort of trial if anyone acts asks for wisdom then he will give it to them yeah um yeah. Hmm. I think that is the most, one of the most wonderful, all the promises of God are wonderful. But one <laughs> of the most <laughs> wonderful promises of God is that if we ask for wisdom, then he'll give generously. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I just think let's just always just be on our knees asking for wisdom.
1: Mm.
2: Mm.
0: Um, just on that topic, just like thinking about how do you um, train your gut or your nose to sniff out things that aren't right, Um, children are putting coasters under the door to let me know that um, their TV show (coughs) isn't on, but my phone's not working so I can't make it keep starting, Um, is that you kind of need to have a very firm foundation of knowledge about the Bible and about Christian thinking to kind of have the confidence to... Have sort of that intuition. Yeah, do because know what I when mean? you first. It's kind of like Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours thing, like to become an expert <laughs> and in to make like a. Probably not 10,000 hours, but I think if you're a young Christian or you're kind of starting out reading Christian books, probably the best thing you can do is to feed yourself um, kind of good Christian books about how to read the Bible well, about biblical yeah. theology, about systematic theology, because I think when you are kind of starting out reading Christian books, I mean, I find it, it's a bit scary. You're like, how, how do I choose a book? How do I know yeah. if it's right? What if it's wrong and I'm feeding myself something wrong? How will I know I'm going to go off track or blah, blah, blah? But I think a good place to start is to be feeding yourself Those good Those foundational books. blocks. Yeah, to build up your foundations so that you can trust your intuition so that when you're reading something and you think, hmm, feels a bit off, you kind of have the confidence to pursue it or to dig into it. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I would endorse that. Yeah. Like and that's why it's not a waste to read books that don't teach you something yes. new. Yes. I think especially if you've grown there. up <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you've grown up in a Christian family or going to youth group or church all the time, it can kind of feel like I've heard it all before, but sometimes it's actually super helpful to put labels on some of the things that you mm. know and to kind of build a clearer map because then you can use it a bit more readily. So, a lot of us, if you've grown up in a Christian context, you might say, oh, that doesn't feel right, but you can't actually label what's wrong with it. Um, Whereas, you know, if you spend time investing in that kind of education of yourself, then it's a bit easier to kind of grapple with those ideas maybe.
2: Yeah, and I think it helps you as well to... yeah, understand, like, label what you know, but then being able to, like, figure out how to explain it to others. And yes. so when somebody asks you, oh, why is that important, um, then you can be like, oh, because I, I just – that's how you make toast. Like, yeah. that's how mum yeah. did it. Yeah. <laughs> like um, Which is a wonderful, like, thing that if you've toast been – Toast is very important. Toast is important yeah. and the way that your mother's taught you about Jesus is wonderful, but, yeah – to be able to explain it to others yeah. I think is um, is really important yeah. as well. That was actually going to be one of my suggestions of
0: like how to um, keep learning how to dig deeply into the Bible is keep looking for opportunities to write Bible studies and talks for other people. Yeah. So that you are forced to like dig into a passage, to grapple with it, to work out what is the Bible, what is the big idea of this passage and then how do I express it to other people. I reckon that's… So, if you can be a Bible study leader or do talks for youth group or kids church Mm. or something, that's like an awesome way to train yourself and to be trained in how to handle God's Word. Mm. Yeah, to
1: be trained in handling the Bible yourself. That's how you get the, you sniff other people doing it. You're like, mm, that's not how, you know, the person who was my pastor or who trained me lovingly and actually lived the life of godliness. Because part of what, you know, just thinking about kind of false teaching in the New Testament for for this topic, Mm. like actually a lot of what the New Testament says is watch out for people who are in it for selfish gain. Like Mm. they're the false teachers, people who are just kind of out to exploit you. And so the person or the people that you, I'm just thinking of like our uni churches who are learning how to handle the Bible from Tyler and Penny and, yeah, you know, faithful examples of people loving the Lord Jesus and teaching those kids' leaders how to... And
2: know uh, and understand the passage well enough that they can kiddify it yeah. and yeah. then, That's you know... That's the ultimate training. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're not only teaching someone else yeah. but you are saying it in a, such a clear and yeah. simple way that yeah. children can understand it. Boiling it down to the essence is the ultimate skill. I yeah, think. yeah. Mm.
1: Would you deliberately read a book where you're like, this, I know that this... He's got completely dodgy and um, unorthodox teaching. I'm going to read it just to kind of like stretch myself and work out how to critique
0: that teaching. Again, it's a lot of good shows on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> um, or if, if you're I sick had of Netflix, there's Stan. I, <laughs> I wouldn't do it just for fun because I think mm. you do have to be wary um, of the evil one. And that he is always looking for ways to get in, and like sin is al- as we talked about in another episode, like sin is always crouching at the door, and reading a bad book is a fast way into your brain. Um, so I wouldn't do it just for fun, like personally, um, but maybe for a purpose. Like if lots of people I knew were reading a book, yeah, and if I you had a friend, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. If lots of people are reading a book, and I think, hmm, interesting. Or like the same with podcasts, you know, some people say oh, at Bible study or whatever, oh, you've got to listen to this podcast and I'll listen to a bit to see, you know, what do I think about it? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't do it for the sake of it. Or maybe if you're doing, you know, a project on a topic and you
2: needed to consider some different
0: opinions or something, I would. Mm. What about you guys?
2: No, I am I struggle to read all the books that I want to read. Um, yeah. But <laughs> 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 um, I also think that, I think there's a danger in it. Um, like you just said, uh I you know, I don't want to kind of dance around or tempt the devil to, <laughs> you know, entice me to um get confused. We're not um, saying but that also to be fearful though, like, no, yeah. but also I don't want to be arrogant yep. either. yeah, um, yeah that's the I don't want to yeah. pick up a book and be like, Radio, this guy's a heretic and yeah. I'm gonna read it. Like I'm strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um because yeah, I just think there's one. danger yeah. that comes in that. Yeah. Um I do always wanna be a learner. And uh, so – because, you know, I I was – okay, this is – slightly (laughs) what do you do with job's friends you know so in the book of job he's got those three friends that come to him when his entire world goes crashing down Mm. and he they come and they sit with him for a while and they lament with him in silence and then pretty much for the majority of job they give these long speeches Mm. um and then it kind of gets god steps up at the end and summarizes that your friends have all spoken rubbish um but so you just think, okay, well those friends are they called heretics? I know we're not doing job here. But yeah. then if you just pull out one or two verses of these mm. things that these friends yep. are saying, I'm like, Well that sounds true and gospel. Like yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know, heretics I th- think you can uh, speak wrongly um, about God, but you can doesn't mean well th- everything you say is gonna be completely wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like Shout out Marty yeah.
1: Ford, because this is another Martyism that All right. uh a half truth that becomes a whole truth becomes S- an al- untruth. Yes, yeah. That, like, that part of the problem with Job's friends is they say things that are true about <gasps> yeah. God. Yeah, they kind of almost and th- g- they t- pass
0: the smell test.
1: Yeah, but th- they don't say everything about God. Yeah, they miss the... They misapply it, ah, okay, yeah. it, and they so they kind of take things that are true, but kind of mm. without the whole picture, and yeah. so then apply that half truth into Job's situation. And Job's like, but that doesn't make any sense <laughs> because it's not the whole thing. Yeah. And yep. so they have essentially made it into an untruth because of the way that they're handling. Misapplied and I think that it. is actually that's great that you bring that up because that I think is where most mm. books that you yep. read, Christian books, yep. actually go wrong. They get something that's true and they think they say therefore that means we must do church like this. Yeah. yeah. And you're like no because that's one thing that's true of our world or about God. Yeah. But that's not everything, and church needs to be can't be reduced down to that one idea. Yeah. Um, as important as it ch- might be. Church as as an yeah. example, but you know, a- anything like Which that. Which is
2: why know. it's sometimes so hard to spot first of all. Yeah. Because mm. you're like, yeah. oh, but that is true about God. Okay, I'm on board with you there, and mm. then so go, oh, but so why don't I Yeah, uh, I should what s- Yeah. What's stopping me be on board yeah. with your next point? And that's of, where so your framework's
0: important because you say what's missing here or like is there a glaringly obvious topic that they're kind of sidelining
1: to push mm. this point mm. through? Yeah. And also, you got to know yourself. Like, if I'm a little bit, say, take, you know, church and a book about church as an example. Mm. If I'm, like, a little bit disgruntled, like, <laughs> church isn't really kind of doing it for Not me relationship-wise, you know, because <laughs> it's a pandemic. It's a hypothetical. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeff, we haven't been gathering for a few weeks, yeah. so probably feeling a little bit sad-faced right now.
1: But, like, then if there's a book that says, oh, we need to get back to the you know, early church, New Testament kind of and do this one thing Mm. um, and it kind of like scratches your itch. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, yeah, like I really like this this new novel idea of doing church this way.
0: Um, Yeah, that'll definitely fix all the things that I hate about my current situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And so I think
1: knowing yourself and what what you're kind of like.
2: Yeah. And that's why it's good, I think, to have friends that disagree with you. Mm. Friends that have different tendencies to like, you know, what your weakness is is not their weakness. Um, And so that you can kind of... Read a uh, together. Yeah. 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 And kind of level out the seesaw sometimes. Sometimes it feels like iron sharpens iron, uh, which doesn't feel pleasant. But sometimes, (laughs) like, I think it's good. It's good kind (laughs) of checks and balances. And it helps us all to grow, I Mm. think. So what would be some books that
0: might be a good... Like just thinking about if you wanted to work on your foundations, what would be some good trustworthy books to start with?
2: Can okay, I say a... one more thing yeah. before we start listing off some books? Mm-hmm. The other thing is it, I think – I kind of mentioned it before with Remaining Teachable. I think if, a book, if book or a book or an author or something they say puts you offside, I think it's good to almost like note it down and just like but give them a fair shot. I don't yeah. know if you guys disagree with, yeah. agree with this or not, yeah. but I think le- I don't want my judgments to like, you know, make me then go, okay, you've put me offside in chapter one. Mm. I'm going to read the rest of the book really yeah, like yeah. with those <laughs> offside yeah. glasses on. Yes, yeah, um, that's really Because true. that yeah. will shape how you read the book completely. Mm. Mm. So how can you be uh, discerning and humble yeah. um, but open-minded? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So anyway, if you're going to read a book like that, Liana, what would you read? One of your foundational books that you were talking Going back about. To a good oh, oh
0: yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. I want to ask you guys because I don't have a good list. <laughs> I haven't read a lot in the
2: last five years. Well, to What about one of the early ones that you read though?
1: Well, continue our, our shout outs. Shout out Alan Chappell. I think if you want to do that kind of biblical theology, mm. just to read GPS, God's Plan for Salvation. Yeah. That's his book. I reckon that is fantastic yeah. as that. And all uni
0: churches have already done it in the Bible Overview sh- course. Sh- in a more reduced <laughs> version. <laughs> but I with will. Jeff's voice in their ear. Yeah, so <laughs> read it again and like dig into it.
1: Sorry. Wow. Just exposed <laughs> like that on a podcast.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> thought yes. everyone I knew that. <laughs> no, <really>. um, <laughs> they probably
1: worked it out. Um, I have not seen anything, you know, sp- speaking of shout outs to Marty. Yeah. Um, I heard there was a book coming from... That Marty was doing about his biblical theology. Work.
2: Yeah, yeah, I heard that too. Or
0: the um, systematic, systematic theology, actually, yeah. systematic theology. Maybe he's had a few things to do with becoming a missionary overseas. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> too um, busy, Marty. If you're listening, we're yeah. ready. We want that That's book sure. on systematic <laughs> theology. Um, wasn't there one by someone like called God's Big Picture, but it was about
1: God's Big Picture by Vaughan Roberts. Is is the that biblical? British version of GPS. Oh, okay, nuts. Also very good. Is there That's a
0: version good. of that for? systematic theology we need to come up with the list
1: no i i think the um systematic theology books are kind of you know you've got your massive big tome kind of like this is Mm. everything in the systematic theology and then the kind of like reductions of those to kind of popular level so Stuff Like, know the truth, and mm. even knowing God is kind of like yeah. one of those, mm. but they still kind of tackle things topically. Mm. But I think we are kind of crying out for one that kind mm. of builds a the whole framework. Yeah. Do with next the time, gospel at the um,
0: centre. Trinity Theological College does their certificate course on that.
1: This is legit where do I, I am. Yeah. I was we actually
0: thinking this is, um, this uh, Trinity Theological College certificate course or the one year grad dip yep. are great because you can do. Courses on, like, one book of the Bible to, pra- to like, learn more about exegesis or on biblical theology or systematic theology. Just to, like, dig a bit deeper than you probably could reading a book, mm. but also not so much that you need to do a whole degree.
2: I support and endorse. And this episode of Pastor's Home is not endorsed by Christian theology It's not paid for <laughs> by new <now>. sponsor. <laughs> yeah,
0: new sponsor. Or if you're like involved in Christian Union, then doing strands at NTE. Yeah. Or yep. and wherever else you get an opportunity to do those, um, is a great opportunity to dig into exegesis, yeah. which is like how to read the Bible and theology.
2: Yeah, because I, I reckon that the, the f- at a
0: basic like an introductory level.
2: Yeah, it was NYC's. I did um, yep. NYC's at Newcastle University, yeah. um, but very similar type thing goes on yeah. here in Perth. Yeah. And that's when you take a big topic and mm. you just take chunks out of it yeah. and dip yourself in it and get overwhelmed by it. And it's a little bit like trying to drink out of a fire hydrant. Um, yeah, but totally. The yeah. the more you do that, I think the more you do actually start to understand yeah. it.
0: Yeah. So there's a hodgepodge of ideas for you. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably wrap up. There we go. Um,
1: That's, yeah, we'll wrap up our first ever listener request episode. Yeah. Okay. um, Who's on? We have a
2: listener request home hack. We do have a listener request home hack. This is such an interactive podcast this one today, isn't it? Uh, Yep. Shout out for James Blaxall, who um, just gently lamented that there wasn't any a kind of actually pasta-related uh, home P-A-S-T-A. hacks. Pasta, Exactly. Maybe um, spelling is his problem. Really. <laughs> maybe. we'll uh, we could ask him that. Um, <laughs> but yes. so I thought my home hack is I will tell you my recipe for Ooh. easy, delicious pasta. Wow, wow, wow. I know. So you're going to make this from scratch. This is not sauce from the bottle, and I'm going to tell it to you in 30 seconds. Oh, okay. So you do your pasta and your bowl, and that, yeah. you know, all by itself. Obviously, That's fine. yeah. us say you make your sauce. Your sauce, You get a tray and Mm -hmm. you roughly chop up a couple of tomatoes, Mm a couple of capsicums, a couple of zucchinis. And then you uh, sprinkle on some salt, a little bit of olive oil Mm -hmm. and uh, a few kind of oregano kind of herbs. Mm -hmm. Put that in the oven for about half an hour and they'll get all nice and soft. Roasty. Yep. And then you literally just pour all of that into some sort of blender thingy Mm -hmm. and blitz it and then that's it. Wow. It will be the most rocking, amazing roast vegetable sauce. James, give it a go and let us know. Are you allowed to add garlic? You are allowed to add garlic. Oh, yeah, (laughs) sorry. Sorry. If you eat garlic, (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) if garlic doesn't make your stomach want to hate you, then add some garlic. Um, (laughs) Otherwise, I just had some spring onions. Just asking. Yep. Sorry to rub it in. (laughs) And then you uh, drain your pasta off and then you pour that beautiful sauce through your pasta, sprinkle on some cheese mm. and take a photo and send me your delicious pasta. Wow.
1: wow. Yeah, tag pastas at home. In <laughs> <laughs> <Instagram>. <laughs> <Lol>. <laughs> yeah, We're so interactive. Um, and I'm going to give us a Bible verse. This is from 2 Timothy, chapter 2, where he's um, talking about dealing with false teachers and to Timothy about Mm -hmm. how to tackle them. But then at the end, uh, in verse uh, 19, he says this. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription, the Lord knows those who are his.
0: Hmm. Amen. Amen. Goodbye. See you next time.